91.9 okay, WRW is in Port Huron with the Felix and Tim Sports Show. Okay. Yeah. The recording won't be as messed up as the live version. So if you do want to go check it out, obviously you can find us on podcast, Google Play, and podcast.com, I think. Yeah, podcast.com. That's where you can find all of our stuff. Yeah, everyone has Google Play. Everyone has Google Play. Everyone has um, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, so, I mean, they both come pre-downloaded with your phone. We have the phones working today. Soon we're going to be using a different phone with actually the radio station's phone number, which will be actually more convenient. I mean, yeah, it's a different phone number, but it'll be more convenient once we actually find out how to learn it so we won't have to keep our own phones on and use the app but we actually like won't be able to take texts anymore it'll just be calls so i mean i guess that's kind of i don't think that's going to be a good yeah i feel like we shouldn't do that they should just do that next year yeah we shouldn't be doing that because honestly you guys the people that actually listen to our station are more inclined to text us because i mean let's be honest I even in our hour today, we just had some guys come in just to work on it, just to like practice talking on air, and they hated it. And like, I feel like if someone were to call in and hear themselves on air, they'd probably just freak out. Yeah, I guess that's weird. true. I'd like it. It's anxiety, and like, I get that, but you know, that's why texting's easier. People don't get anxious. Yeah, but anyway, we Whatever. still have our old hotline, so you can call or text us today at eight one zero. Two five eight three one six zero. Again, that's eight one zero two five eight three one six zero. Call us in. Uh, I'm not going to say the question yet. We have weather to do. No sponsor today. Andrew no said. Andrew said that the only time we get a sponsor is like once per show, and he'll write it up if we have a sponsor. So the show today is completely independent. Show is We're brought to you by own. us. <laughs> so. Brought to you by Port Huron Schools. Just kidding. I don't think they did much. It was mostly just us. Yeah, Yeah. we're here. They supplied the equipment. Brought to you by the the radio directors and, yeah, Port Huron Northern's radio room equipment. Us, Andrew, and Ron Neal. Yep, that's basically it. That's our independent little thing we got going on here. Anyway... The weather today, it looked pretty cloudy, and I'm honestly really surprised it hasn't rained. Yeah, it kind of looks like it's going to thunderstorm, but... Yeah, that's what I the, thought this morning, too. According to this, we're not going to look at any thunderstorms. We mostly just have about a 20% chance of showers. Highs in the mid-60s with uh, light winds. And tonight's going to be much colder. Lows in the mid-30s. North winds 10 to 20 miles per hour, going to 5 to 15 early this evening. What? I don't know. Tomorrow, it's going to be cooler. Uh, highs around 50 and likely rain in the morning, partly cloudy. Okay. If you guys want to answer a fun question, I just have one right now. What would you consider coming first tonight or early this evening? Because it's saying it's going to change from tonight. The winds will change early this evening. I thought tonight was personally after early this evening. In my opinion, I think tonight would be like. Would tonight like be the very seven. start of like, the evening? No, tonight would be yeah, like. What's the, the night. evening? It then? is the night. Evening would probably be like. But after the sun, the, the sunsets like what? I can look it up on my phone. The sunsets at like. Eight thirty tonight. I guess technically tonight is any time. Sunset eight thirty nine. 
That's that's odd. I don't know why they. So, yeah, if you got an would answer to early the this question. evening be before tonight, or would tonight be before early this evening? Because apparently this weather thing is saying tonight is before early this evening. I would say early this evening would be like toward no, because evening, evening is like, like evening is like when the sun is kind of like still out, but it's not. I'd give that like seven. four o'clock would be like evening. Evening would be like four to seven, and then tonight would be like seven to twelve. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm looking at. I guess we're going from tonight to evening. I don't know what's going to, on. If you have an answer to the fun question, uh, give us a text. Yeah, just call just us. Eight one zero two five eight three one six zero. Same number as always. But and our question here. Uh, we're Actual gonna be, question. We're going to be talking about the NBA playoffs. Um, do you think the players and refs have a bad relationship? I'll talk about that later. Uh, I did some research uh, and kind of found I was looking for an interesting topic, and that's kind of what popped up and what's prevalent. And it's kind of been something that I've been seeing personally when I've been watching the games. Um, but, yeah, it was either that or, like, the problem with, commercial breaks and i think the main reason with so many commercial breaks is you know the excessive amount of timeouts first off and second off is because they already have sponsorships on their jerseys of course they're gonna have a lot of commercials because the nba doesn't really have a lot of money so well well they for an organization lot, but they, yeah it's it's comparative yeah. they are to me, yeah. they, mm -hmm. so anyway uh the second round is over that's our topic we no games went into game six or seven, which is really like it's actually yeah everyone's everyone's watching the NBA boring. playoffs, but I mean the NHL playoffs are like more exciting even if you don't even know the game. At least it's not 120 to 80; it's like two to one. Yeah, I'd have to say it was pretty boring. Like second round, at first it was looking pretty good, like especially in like the Boston 76ers. You oh, yeah. Kind of expected Everyone like, picked the 76ers. I didn't. I didn't really think that the 76ers. I thought it was going to be I a better series. I, I thought, yeah, no, for sure. I thought it would be a better series. I I didn't see much coming out of them. They, obviously, they're a good team. They're going to be a good team for a long time to come. But it's just the fact is, is that even if Joel Embiid's been in the league for three years, how many playoff games has he played, let alone how many regular season games has he played? He's not even a a well-rounded veteran at the time. He's basically just been in the league just watching it. And, I mean, the games that he has watched, they've won, like, 20. They've won, like, yeah. 20 games in two seasons. And, like, I just – I can't see anything coming out of a team like that. I saw one stat, actually. My friend Jake showed it to me earlier. Uh, when Ben Simmons was on the floor in that whole series, they had a – well, when he was on the bench, they had a plus 46 overall – like their their net rating or whatever they were plus 46 and when he was on the court they had a negative 62 yeah he really didn't show up that series no. what do you have in like game three it was, was like, like 10 points yeah it was something like it, it, super low he was shooting like four for 12 10 points it's three assists or something but yeah the series here golden state the and new orleans uh new orleans got a game here in game three the first game at home but I was hoping that would be there would be more out of the series after you know coming out of a really strong first round for New Orleans. I was really hoping they could have did something with this, but I think it's just the fact that there's too many players to guard, and yeah, they shut yeah. down Damian yeah. Lillard and C.J. McCollum, which is good, and they're down, they're dangerous players. But 
the thing is is that the players on the Golden State Warriors are a lot better and there's more of them. So it's hard to just, you know, you're contained Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum at the three and in the paint. Yeah. They don't really do much in mid range. So Anthony Davis, of course, shut down the paint and they had like a scheme. But they could just double team whoever was at the top yeah, of the paint. You can't double your... team anyone on Golden State and, no. and I you... don't feel like the Pelicans had the one on one matchups defensively and offensively for sure they See, definitely did not have enough like even if anthony davis he could exploit the the absolute crap out of the middle because obviously you got two players on the golden state warriors the weakest position on the floor is the center position which it's not even that weak but if you're looking from like a player standpoint you're not going to call javel mcgee an all-star you're not going to call zaza patchouli an all-star you know none of those players are high caliber players and anthony davis should you know ate them up, but at the same time, you're not going to be switching Anthony Davis out to the, you know, to guard Clay Thompson in the corner. Like, that's just stupid. It wouldn't make any sense for them to do that. And even if, you know, you had Rondo governing someone at the top and Drew Holiday picking up the second person, there was always He's that third person. Like, yeah, you still got a couple more people on the floor that know what they're doing. And it overall, they just couldn't keep up. And that was, that was brutal. Yeah, and that was really it. The Warriors dominated and had Steph Curry back. The Pelicans defeated the Trailblazers pretty simply in the first round, but nothing compares to Golden State. The Pelicans overall didn't have the offense to keep up, which led to a quick and mostly easy series for the Warriors. Uh, next up, we have the Houston Rockets. They beat Utah in five. Uh, Utah's game, they won game two in Houston. I was kind of looking to be a good series. Yeah, after that game, it was like, oh, man, like maybe Houston actually will get a run for their money. And they came back and won 113-92 to 92 and won straight. by double digits in every single game yeah. from the series. The closest game was game five where they won by 10, and Donovan Mitchell got re-injured. <laughs> and it, it was just – it wasn't really close. You know, Houston is still my pick to win the NBA Finals. I still think they're the more dominant team, I think. The series with Golden State will definitely be a good one. I think if that doesn't go to six or seven, there's something going on. But they beat Utah pretty easily, even when James Harden wasn't playing great. I think people are starting to realize that Houston as a whole is a very good team that's well-rounded and can score at will. And I'm not saying James Harden and Chris Paul aren't the obvious leaders, but they do have a good supporting cast. Utah is young, and I can see them making the playoffs consistently in years to come. But this year, they played the best of the best and see like i would agree with that utah is going to be good for years to come and as much as i want the rockets to make it to the finals this year i just you know i got my own popular opinion you know do the gavel noise and i just golden state's gonna win again like i just it's i don't see chris paul actually making a finals being you know this is the one year he's actually made the conference finals in his entire career i mean chris paul one of the the greatest point guards of this generation, he's he's never made a conference final. Like I I don't know. And James Harden, he I know he's like yeah he's one of the best players in the league. But like I don't think Chris Paul should be your leading scorer on the field when James Harden is an MVP candidate. Like I think he should just, be showing up more than he is, and that's what scares it's me. It's just gonna be how do you contain Kevin Durant? How do you guard Steph Curry and Chris Paul? Clay Thompson, it's just everyone. Yeah, exactly. Their defense is too weak to, you know, win a shooting battle between the two teams. I don't. Yeah, and I mean, if it's it's offense versus offense, I think 
Both teams aren't great defensively, and I think that'll be a good shootout, which any team could really win. Just whoever has the hotter hand, I think Golden State has more options. But yet again, Houston does have a good supporting cast, you know, and I think Houston even wins the inside battle uh, in the paint. With Clint Capella. I mean, Clint and I'm already – Looking forward, I honestly think that Draymond and Clint are going to get into a pretty big argument this year, and it's it's going to be heated between those two guys. I don't who's who plays center. Do you even know who I plays center for no the Rockets? Because like, I I thought it was Omer Ashik, but I don't I don't think it is. Yeah, I honestly have no idea, but whatever. I just I don't think Golden State really rotates enough on defense to cover into the paint. Yeah. I think they just kind of sit back and kind of rely on their offense. Yeah. Anyway, though, out in the East, uh, Boston took the Sixers, and uh, they won that series in five games. We already covered that part. But, you know, in game one, Boston took that one, 117 to 101. Boston took the next game, 108 to 103. Uh, they also took game three, 101 to 98, going back to Philly. And in game now, four, Philly, Philly caught up. Every single team – that has been down 3-0 to in the series, in NBA. The record for teams that are 0-3 down in the series, they are 0-131 now. Yeah, that's brutal. And two of them came in this, this round. LeBron, we didn't cover that, but, yeah, the Cavs beat the Raptors again. That just that they sucks. They swept them. That sucks. Uh, but, yeah, the 76ers hung on in game four, but wasn't enough. I personally love the story of Boston because they're so well-rounded and it's almost impossible to stop them. They have so much young talent, even with their best player out. They haven't really missed a beat. And Boston is surprising everyone. And, I mean, everyone picked the 76ers to win. And this could be a really strong year for Boston and maybe a chance to play in the finals. Yeah. I think that Boston's doing a really good job. I think a lot of their young stars are shining because now they have that stage to I think everyone's kind of realizing, like, like hey, the these Vegas. guys are actually really good. And, I mean, it's like we didn't really have a chance to realize that they were really good because we haven't even seen them play. Yeah, I mean, it's they're kind of like the Golden Knights of the NBA. I mean, obviously it's not the expansion team, but you got a bunch of players who now have the opportunity because, you know, two of your best players are injured. You got the first game of the season, you know, Gordon Hayward breaks his ankle, and then you got Kyrie Irving who's resting his knee injury right now. And that just opened up all the opportunities in the world for, you know, Terry Rosier, uh, freaking Jason Tatum, all those guys. And they're really showing yeah. up, and it's crazy. It's nice. It's and cool then uh, LeBron beat the cat or the Raptors. I don't even think we need to talk. And LeBron the, did everything. The other Cavaliers, in quotation marks, um, they – only showed up in the first half of game four and scored a ton of points, but LeBron still ended up with 28. Whatever. Uh, now back to what the question was about the players and the refs. At the All-Star break, they held a conference, and Adam Silver addressed three things, and this was one of them, which is the player and the ref relationship. It's been pretty bad this year with comments being made, and obviously the refs sometimes retaliate in game situations. Utah played 11 playoff games with 10 technical fouls, and every other team had at least one besides the Spurs. The refs are more involved in NBA as to other sports, but do you think that the player-ref relationship is actually turning sour, or what alternative could you see 
The stakes are high since it's playoffs, and the players get heated al along with their play, and the calls the refs make can sometimes determine the entire game. You know, they teed up Joel Embiid last night in the Boston 76ers game. I mean, the refs have done a lot of questionable things to where it's like the players do something that's very minimal and they call a foul or call a technical. Like, I feel like the refs are just getting a lot more strict and yeah. it's kind of causing the players to retaliate because now they can't even say a word, like a word disagreeing with the refs without getting teed up. Yeah, here's my take. So basically, obviously, over time, there are certain players in the league that you know, the refs will target, and that's like a Draymond Green type of player who's been openly known to do stuff, you know, outside of the rules and, like, hit those players, you know, like, do things that the the refs don't exactly see during the game and then get caught for it after the game. And it's just, the, you know, the people that have this huge track record of just overly screwing up, screwing up, screwing up, and... He, the refs are just kind of taking it out on the whole league right now, and that's that's not fair for them to do because it's just a player who, in the heat of the moment, is like obviously mad because this is a serious game. This is their life. This is their career. And if the refs screw that up because of a bad call, like obviously they're going to get mad. And that's not fair to them that the refs are making these decisions just based on the fact that, hey, you were mad. Like, yeah, okay, we're going to tee you up. That's not fair. That's not fair to them. Yeah, know. and I do think the players are mad, but sometimes the players get a little out of hand with press conferences no, and stuff. Oh, well, yeah. No, you know, saying stuff about the refs, it's kind of just like, yeah, I mean, they made a bad call, and a lot of the refs will tell you, you know, sorry about the call. You know, they'll watch it later and be like, yeah, that was the wrong call, and, you know, they have all those meetings and stuff to discuss their job because their job is – you don't to make the right call and so they always have those meetings reviewing on what they did and didn't do wrong but i think a lot of them you know get told don't try not to determine the game and a lot of it you see the past two minutes they don't call a lot so i think it's a little unfair to the refs and sometimes the players get out of hand um but you know maybe it could be turning sour nhl's next we've got your sports here at the wave i'm doing pretty good because peter mraz got traded on Live on air every Thursday afternoon from 3 to 4. Here at The Wave, we play today's best hits like Maroon 5. Just wait, can you come here please? Cause I wanna be with you. Alessia Cara. FM the way for today's best hit. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go, fish that. Oh, come on. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. This is the Felix and Tim Sports Show on 91.9 every Thursday from 3 to 4. Now, here's Felix and Tim. So today is sponsored by Titus O'Neill, my hero and a great dad. 
who looks like Magic Johnson combined with Mr. Potato Head. And Terry Crews. He's not as dark as Terry Crews. But he's got the face structure of Terry Crews. Not really. He's like, he's wide. Yeah, I know. He's like 260 pounds. Yeah. He's a big guy. Like, yeah, I mean. Obviously, he's not exactly Terry Crews. I mean, Terry Crews is ripped, but he's not like, like big. Like, what's that one dude's name? The freaking <laughs> WWE wrestler, like Mark Henry. Oh. He oh, like that the guy. wife beaters. Look it up. He's Look it up. Dude. It's I think it's Mark Henry. Oh my gosh. That guy's giant. Mark Henry MMA. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. He does he's three hundred and ninety nine pounds. He couldn't tip the four scale. But uh his he's married to Jana Henry. He's uh six foot four. Well, I'm glad I cannot uh, imagine his wife just would not want to his wife would not want to make him mad because even even like yeah, there's the fact that he could probably pick her up and snap her in half, <laughs> but there's also the fact that he could punch the wall and punch a hole through it. Imagine just like her just you know cuddling at night one night and he just has like a nightmare and just rolls on top of her and just kills her. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'd be terrifying. Literally, this should be like a segment, like just. Just WWE fighters. <laughs> we look, segment two. We look, I swear, every single time we go to segment two, there's always just another wrestler. We, we look up someone and we figure him out. But yeah, this guy's giant, and I I can't exactly find his wife because I don't think that's her, unless no. her maiden name was Funder Burke, <laughs> with an F. I yeah, hope it's not Mark her. Henry. He kind of looks like he kind of looks like one of those guys who'd be like a teddy bear though, because like he's a dad, he's a husband. He's like he's a big guy, like you know those offensive linemen, like they're nice guys. They're, they're there to protect their quarterback. Big teddies. He was in the Pan American Games. Ooh, he won first in World Powerlifting Championships in 1995. Yeah, oh, there's yeah, a picture he of him pushing a tank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's in. I I'm pretty sure he's. A lot of those bigger guys in the WWE, those huge guys. Are like super muscular and a lot of those guys aren't like ripped they're just big because they're just massive it's not even that like they are ripped but they're massive yeah they're big you guys. cannot tell that they're ripped but they can throw you they got a lot of weight on them and even if you can't see the muscle under it it's there <laughs> and it's terrifying i would never Ooh, he's dyslexic i Did guess you learned a different thing every single day yeah, so I guess enough of uh, Mark Henry. Mark Henry. <laughs> I mean, this it's probably be guy. our new segment for our last couple shows. I think is it next week? That's our last show. I don't know. Dang, this is like episode sixteen, and then what's today? May tenth. May tenth. So next week is May seventeenth, and then the twenty fourth will be the day before you leave. So we so will be able to. This is the third to last show. So we'll we'll fill in for the next two shows. We're gonna stick in our senior segment. spirit week. I wonder what Thursday is gonna be because I'm gonna we're gonna be wearing some stupid garbage that day. <laughs> I gotta pick up my tux today for prom. I'm not looking forward to this. The tux or prom? <laughs> I'm looking forward to prom. It'll be interesting. I just don't like how expensive it was. It was like $120 for both of us, me and my date. 
she obviously had to buy a $300 dress because that's oh how much gosh. dresses are. And, I mean, if she's got to get it tailored, then it, you know, it works up more. And my tux was 130 It's just this prom here is really expensive, and I, I kind of hope that any other dance from here on out for the rest of my life is only going to cost upwards of $30. And High maybe, school reunions will be, like, the only thing you have to worry about. I mean, they have, like, sometimes they have, like, winter balls or whatever at, like, a certain un like certain universities. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Like, I'm not going to a very big college. I honestly no, no. think to think about that, that's like fifteen thousand or like twenty thousand people. That's kind of overwhelming. Yeah, it's weird. You just have no chance of you'll knowing anyone. You'll never meet half the people there. You're only gonna meet about ten people. <laughs> yeah, Maybe and then like people say you do like college sports, like you, you just kind of know your team. team, and then everyone else that they know. Yeah, Which, and like they're close friends. In all reality, your friend group probably consists of, if you are a very social person, your friend group, like, of the people that you probably know, if you go to college and don't know anyone, your friend group would probably be, like, 150 Yeah. at max. Yeah. It's at least I think. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm just going to go to the SC4 this year or next year, so I'll probably know half the people there anyway, but still, it's basically the same thing, you know. You don't know a lot of people in college, and that's just how it goes. But we've been talking enough about the WWE and uh, our college life, so let's get on to our next segment, which is the NHL playoffs. And our question is, what will happen if Vegas wins it all? You know, give us a call. I think that's enough us. said. Yeah, There's honestly. so many answers that you could give us. Call us or text us, 810-258-3160. Again, that's 810-258-3160. Will the bandwagons arise? Yeah, honestly, it, it I might think be I the think rising of the you can wagons. say you can say what you want about oh Vegas's first year team, so it can't be a bandwagon. Okay, well if you now like Vegas, just because they made the playoffs, because did, did you like them when they at first any got point? There? If you liked Vegas, like I could give you until they clinched the playoffs. You're like, okay, I like Vegas. Like, if you just now found out about them, like, yeah, team in Las Vegas, that's pretty cool. Like, if you're now just like, oh, yeah, I think I like Vegas, it's just like now you're actually bandwagoning just because they're in the Western Conference Finals. Honestly, Shredding I, have every no, single I have no idea what they're going to do next year, and I have no idea how they're going to do next year. But it's just like, oh, yeah, if you like Vegas – you're not a bandwagon. Like, no, you kind of are now. Like, yeah. they've made it so far. You've had enough time to like them, especially if you follow hockey. Yeah, it's true. I, I'm just indifferent about them. They're just another West Coast team. Hardcore Devils fan for life. Yeah, they, they don't bother me. All for Hart. <laughs> yeah, what? Do they pick Hart yet? I don't know. When do they pick Hart? I'm interested. In I don't that. know whether when they pick all the NHL awards, but I know the nominees. The Hart Trophy nominees are Taylor Hall, Anze Kopitar, and Nathan McKinnon, which could all be apparently Kopitar is, does the most. He's on the PK. He's on the power play. And, you know. Yeah, we got the ceremony is June 20th. For Obviously, oh. for Hart, we got uh, Nathan McKinnon, Taylor Hall, Anze Kopitar, Benzina, Pecorine, Helen Buck. 
Vasilevsky. I don't really be think, a very good. I don't think Helen Brooks gonna win it just because the only thing he has is most wins, and it was. I mean, it was just how good Winnipeg is. Well, that's how what's his face won it. I uh, know, but like that, it's just not deserving. Well, I mean, still. Well, it will it be deserving if he wins or if he makes it? If he beats Vegas, does he deserve the Benzina? I don't know. I think he would probably be Vassy. I'd. I think it would be. I'd give it to him. I don't know because I'd Tampa's the best offensive team. Winnipeg won a lot, and so did. Nashville, they're all literally on yeah, teams I, that I just, came in I, first. I just don't think Pecorino is going to win that. Like I, I, sh- I think that he should have, maybe, but I, I just, I just really think right now it's a race between Helen Buck and Vasilevsky, and I'd have to give it to Helen Buck just because if he can beat the Vegas Golden Knights this year, I would give it to him hands down. Yeah, but I don't know if they factor in playoffs or not. It's the Selkie Trophy, Calder. Isn't the Calder rookie? Yeah, I think I that's got to be Bosser. Yeah, him or Barzell. I don't think Keller really. No, I mean, I he's on a garbage team I anyway. Even, yeah, he plays for Arizona. Okay, yeah. There's no so way. I mean, that's Barzell was like he had some amazing plays this year, and Bozer just, just rocked was, the stat line. Yeah. Towards he took a little while to start. I think it was twenty games in before he really was noticed. Yeah, but he rocked a stat line. He was probably the the perfect rookie for um for Vancouver because he was a fan favorite. Everyone Sedin's liked retired. him. Yeah, the Sedin's retired. He's the perfect person to fill right in. It's it's really nice, honestly, because like I remember watching All Star Game this year and just seeing him and how he connected with all those fans before, and it was just it was really cool to see. I think he deserves that. Um, let me see. What's I don't know what the Lady Bing trophy is. We'll just give it to Carlson. No clue. Norris trophy. I forgot what that's. I that's, think that's the best, best defenseman. defenseman. Victor Hedman, Dowdy, Subin. If we're looking at, I don't know. If we're looking at a defenseman in like today's Probably game, I would give it to PK Subin. I think Subin. Hedman's the best defender. But if we're looking at the best like now defender, like where a guy can just run up and down. I think. I think. They're so different defensemen. PK Subin's an offensive defenseman yeah, who I don't scores know, a lot of I don't points. Know how you can Victor Hedman's like Dowdy. a defenseman who like seals people off the puck, and then Drew Doughty is just They're a selfless. You know, he'll lay you out, but he also blocks a lot of I shots. Just, I just think that's three different defensemen. It's that's not really a fair, a fair conversation to have. Yeah, PK, PK Subin is, a, is a not even a defensive two-way defenseman. Like obviously he's going to strip the puck a couple times, but he's going to be more of the guy that runs up and shoots. But like you said, Dowdy's, you know, he's he's the team player. He's a grinder. And I I wouldn't really know who to choose for that one. I don't know. I honestly don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the Ted Lindsay is, Bill Masters and Jack, you know, like Mark Messier leadership. I think they'll give that to I have no idea. Probably I'm Blake surprised Wheeler. that the only captain on there is Blake Wheeler. It's probably going to be Blake Wheeler. The leadership award and there's only one captain. Wayne Simmons is an assistant. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll get you caught up on your series here. There's one game left in game two or uh, in round two. Um, not in Tampa Bay, Boston. Tampa Bay won five. Um, yeah, kind of an NBA-like series, but it was pretty close. It could have been closer. I really wanted Boston to pull out of this. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that Tampa Bay won four in a row. Yeah, I I really was hoping Boston to pull out, but they did not. Nope. Boston was six to two. 
I think when the point line was still trying to figure out the top line of Boston, and then once they did, they just completely shut them down. You know, they had the one game in overtime, but 4-2, 4-1, 4-3, 3 Rask didn't play great. I mean, four goals, unless some of them were empty netters, then, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. But, you know, four goals is four goals. It's kind of hard to keep up with that. And I think Tampa's a really good team. They're just really good. Really Tampa's going to be hard. You're going to be hard to beat. For one of those West Coast goalies. That I, I think Tampa's going to advance through the next round. Even though Washington I, I picked Washington. They might put up a small fight. I mean, I didn't pick Washington, but I mean, I Washington's one of the teams that I actually predicted right so far. If, oh, I don't know how you did that. <laughs> if Winnipeg wins, I'll be two for four in the conference teams. I guess? If Winnipeg does oh, not no, win, I will be one for four with Washington, and I didn't even have them going to the cup finals. I had Boston, Philly, Boston, Winnipeg, um, L.A. Yeah, you did have L.A. Yeah, and then I had... I already said that. I don't even know. Capitals. That's the yeah, one that I, I have right. Capitals. I, I forgot who I picked. I, I might have picked. I was actually surprised by a few teams. One of the major teams I was really surprised by was San Jose. Yeah, they lost in the second round, but they really dominated Anaheim in a series that I thought was actually going to be a really good one. And Martin Jones played out of his world. And then, you know, He's Vegas really... just kind of continued their dominance. And yeah. that's another surprising story. You still got to give Martin Jones a lot of credit just for the fact that he did amazing in the first round, and he he didn't really hold his own against the Knights, but at the same time, he did keep him in a couple of these games, you know, bringing a yeah. couple into overtime. So Tampa Bay held Boston, handled Boston quite easily, and I think it was due to one main reason. Boston came off a seven-game series and was tired. I think in no way Boston was the worst team to come out of the first round, but no, Tampa I, figured out how to defend the top line. It was kind of over. Their third line defended perfectly. Tampa should face a pretty good challenge in these conference finals. And then they'll play Washington, who beat Pittsburgh in six. That was kind of surprising. Um, that was actually a pretty good series. Pittsburgh won the first game. Washington came back, took the second game 4-1. Game three, Washington won. And then game four, Pittsburgh won, so it was 2-2 at the time. And then Washington kind of demolished Pittsburgh 6-3. Then the final game, Pittsburgh did all they could. But Kuznetsov snuck one in for the OT goal. Game six, two to one, Washington. Washington's finally doing what they're supposed to be doing. Finally won a series against Pittsburgh after losing the last three series. Pittsburgh looked good, and the series was close. But Washington finally got the job done. And for many people on their team, this will be their first Eastern Conference Finals. I think one of those guys is actually Ovi. Ovechkin, Backstrom. I, no, actually, no. The entire team, hasn't, yeah, they haven't gone in 20 years. This is their first Old appearance B. in 20 years to the Eastern Conference Finals. Good for them. Yeah, I yeah, I'll give them credit. Give credit where it's due. It's just the issue is you're going to be playing the Lightning, and the Lightning are a scary team. It's going to come down to if Holtby's going to be on this game and if Washington can mix up. Because we've seen what Tampa's done to these top lines of the other team. We had, you know, the Hall, Heischer, Palmieri line that they just shut down, and they didn't produce anything. I think Hall had six points, which is kind of low for him. And then you had every game for like twenty one. Then you had games. the Pasternak Marchant Bergeron line, which was better than the Devils top line. 
and they shut them down after game one and the, the hall line had one good game where they won the game and now we have you know the line with ovechkin backstrom and whatever is it tj Oshie or is it kuznetsov no kuznetsov and, and you have that line who can be shut down but i think most importantly the second third and fourth lines you gotta see some match up better you have to have some production coming from your second or third line well they'll match up better with tampa bay's other lines and i think that's what the other teams were lacking yeah. is you know especially especially, especially boston boston, boston i mean they look terrible they couldn't even put out their second line uh power play without losing the puck they'd put them out there for 20 seconds and tampa would clear the puck twice and you know, it it's just the they've played two teams who have been really lopsided in where their points are coming from with playing New Jersey and playing Boston. I think this is definitely a different team and it's gonna be a series to where every line's gotta be going every night. I think that's why it's gonna be a lot closer. Maybe not closer, but you know, Tampa will have a harder challenge. And next series we have Vegas over San Jose in six. This is a good series besides, you know, game one and four. Yeah. And six. Seven to nothing and four to seven nothing. Seven nothing, four nothing, three nothing. You know, some of these games were lopsided, but the series is really close. San Jose beat Vegas in game two, four to three in double overtime. Vegas beat San Jose four three in overtime. The next game, game five, five to three Vegas, probably with an empty netter. Yeah. And, you know, it was a good series. Both teams were great. I think both teams were very deserving to win, but Vegas climbed out of this one. And both teams are very deserving to win in the next series with Winnipeg and Nashville. One more game tonight out at 8 o'clock. I'm excited for this. I kind of want to watch this one. It's been a really so, even series having Winnipeg yeah. taking game one, Nashville taking game two in double overtime. Winnipeg actually pulled away in game three by about three goals. Yeah, um, it, it's been a crazy series, absolute battle. Back and forth, back and forth, actually, yeah. for, like, all the games right now. The teams are really alike, and they're doing a great job locking up defensively. Winnipeg has been more of the offensive machine, but Nashville has the same ability. Nashville's been the better team throughout the series defensively, and tonight's really up for grabs. If um, we're following a pattern here, it's the Jets taking this one, and I think the Jets should I personally, I personally think from watching the last game, from watching game six, I think Nashville going home, playing great oh, defensively. Nashville at their home stadium is going to be. I think they're going to win. Hard to, I think Nashville is going to win tonight, three to one. I think Winnipeg needs to win this, and it's going to be an overtime, two to one. So yeah, there you have it. You heard it here. Winnipeg yep. for the Cup Finals. I sure do hope so for my prediction's sake. <laughs> See you guys. I'm a 40-year-old man that walked in there to get his high school diploma. It was very hard for me, but Miss Araceli, she gave me direction. At age 47, Marco finished his high school diploma. 50% of getting your high school diploma is walking through those doors. The other 50% is doing the work. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. 91.9 FM, the wave sounds like...
91.9 FM, The Wave. The Felix and Tim Sports Show is on air live every Thursday afternoon from 3 to 4. I wish there was like a, a gavel sound effect, but I'll make one. Okay, let me just... 7 and 1. Whoa. Join us for sports talk and comedy with the Felix and Tim Sports Show every Thursday afternoon from 3 to 4. And comedy? Oh, I don't think we have any of that. I I mean, if you think we do have any of that, you should, you know, give us a call or text us. Tell us your favorite part about the show. I think that's a good question. I guess so. Oh, I didn't even write a question for this segment. Yeah, so our next segment is labeled as Detroit Tigers Emergency Warning, and then underneath it is the weather. But there's <laughs> there's no question. So basically, I would say probably the my question is, uh, what's your favorite part about the show? Honestly, so give Let's us some see. feedback. What's your favorite part about the show, Felix? Well, we have plenty of parts. We have like the before going on writing part. That's the worst part. In my opinion. <laughs> and then we have uh, the technical difficulty part. And we have... The show sucks. That's my favorite part. <laughs> Who said that? Uh, I kind of said that. I, I got some great support back. Yeah, we, we got a text that wasn't from our hotline that says, Worst sport I've listened to yet. Don't really know. We're a sports show, not a sport. Yeah, I... I don't know if you're talking about the Tigers or not, because they're a piece of garbage, and they're probably the worst That was in Detroit. my... But noise. Um, so thank you for that one. Yeah, I definitely no have team. to say my favorite part of the show is whenever we do something that's not just talking. You know, like when we draw the brackets or when we just when we plan something uh, we like special for off. a certain way, like Valentine's Day, like doing those specials. <laughs> Love or Love hate. Or hate. <laughs> I think that was probably one of the best. That was a good. But show. I think it's it's when we do something special. I think like the March Madness is usually fun. When there's just a big event that we can you know kind of geek out over and almost dedicate the whole entire show to. I think that's probably my uh, favorite part when my, we when we actually can plan something, and it, it's it's fun for us as long or you know and it's probably fun for you guys to listen to because we're just you know messing around going extra. Off. No, I think one of my favorite parts, like obviously, I, I love those. I love those moments. But like the one day when we covered the NBA trade deadline, and the trade deadline ended literally the second our show started. That was probably the most fun I had ever had. Just you know, we were just going off because we were getting notifications for the good hour prior to it. Like bam, trade, 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 trade. We had to write them all. Yeah, down. we did that with the Cavs too. When yeah, the Cavs were trading their entire team. It was like fifth hour. That was insane. We, we were, were like, going oh, crazy. there goes the entire Cavs team. We have to write this. That was a lot of fun. Obviously, I love doing the, um, I love doing the. The love or hate, that was a lot of fun. Doing our brackets, we had some funny moments there. I just I just enjoy having those like moments where we can just go off and talk about something like today in our second or segment two, we literally started off we're talking about a guy that you thought the one at or WWE player looked like. I already forgot his name. Mark I just O'Neal and Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Yeah, you we just talked about Mark Henry for like five minutes. And it was just like completely random, and it just made sense though. And we could just talk about it for like five minutes, 
and like I just like those moments because we can just talk about well, something like that. If you listen, like I mean, yeah, of course we're a high school station. We're just kind of a new radio show. We're two high school kids. But I mean, if you listen to other site or you know other sports shows, yeah, they talk about sports. But I mean, they talk about so much other stuff. Like they usually have almost two topics going on. Like I know I remember the one, the most vivid one was a guy who was like talking about the Lions draft and how he hated it, but he was also saying how dumb it was that people think that dogs can see TV. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, he's just sitting there watching the TV with us. And he's like, no, he's not. Yeah. He's sitting there waiting for you to give him food. <laughs> I just like I like those moments. Those are probably one of my favorites. Just the fact that we can go off on and talk about stuff like that, and it just makes sense, and like people get it. Like, I hope you guys understand the stuff we're talking about because it kind of makes sense, and it kind of goes along the lines of the stuff we talk about. But like... I just think it's cool. I don't think we get too off the track. No, like, no, we, what's going I, on. No, I don't think we get off that track either. It's just, I don't know. I think it's a lot of fun, and I just, I really enjoy those. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it, and it's like, as we've developed, we, we don't read it word for word. We don't use all the scripts. Sometimes we have problems fitting it in. You know, we get to a part and we're like, oh, we have three minutes left. If we could do Talk an hour and a half show, thing. we would. But who would listen to an hour and a half of this? <laughs> yeah, and you know I've <laughs> I've really enjoyed it, and for sure it, it's been fun. Just kind of improving more as we go. I think that's the fun part. Just kind of looking up stats. And yeah, we just put some whatever. stats on a piece of paper and we just go with it. Just go with the flow. Okay, uh, so here's some weather. We it's 67 <laughs> degrees, and yeah, it's it's like 67 percent humidity oh yep good facts it's the same exact weather as you heard earlier but whatever i guess i'll tell you guys it's cooler today it's mostly cloudy in the morning which is already passed and it's partly cloudy now 20 percent chance of showers i thought it was going to rain all day northwest winds 10 to 20 miles per hour tonight it's going to be very much colder uh we still have the debate still open texas at a102583160 do you think tonight comes before early this evening? Or do you think early this evening comes before tonight? I don't know. Join the debate. I honestly don't know, and it'll probably be a question that I ask other people. But I don't know. I thought early this evening was before tonight, but apparently that's not what this weather report is telling us. And tomorrow on our senior skip day, it's going to be cooler, partly cloudy, early in the morning. That'll be coming cloudy. Wow, what? A chance of showers early in the morning and showers likely with a chance of thunderstorms late in the morning and afternoon. Highs around 50. East winds 5 to 15 miles per hour. Chance of pre precipitation 60%. They're all planning on going to Cedar Point. I don't think I'm going to go. Because, I'm not going to Cedar Point. You know, it's not if it if it's gonna if there's any chance of rain, I don't think it's worth it. Um, I need to save my money and go to college. I just voice cracked. It would be fun. Um, my dad said me and MJ are listening to the show. <laughs> Is she paying attention to the show? Is MJ listening? I don't know. Or is MJ just staring at the wall, waiting for food? Because she's gone senile. I mean, I feel like MJ doesn't have to watch TV. <laughs> she's deaf anyway. That's my dog, if you didn't know. She is 14 and a half years old and really dumb. <laughs> she's just losing all of her senses. And I doubt that she could even hear if my dad put it on. Do the whistle. You know, the do, high do, deaf. Do, do the whistle. No, she won't. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not going to call her. Yeah, you got to call MJ. See if she responds. But, I mean, 
Yeah, MJ. MJ's pretty deaf. MJ's a lover, though. She's a great dog, even though she, her entire life is based around treats. Everything she does is based around getting food, which is what most dogs are like. But I still, MJ's one of my favorite dogs. And MJ's just old, and she's gonna live doesn't forever. Doesn't give much care to the world anymore. But <laughs> anyway, national, nope, statewide emergency. Detroit Tigers. They have won a game what? in their last three games with the Rangers. 7-4. to four. They won game two out of that series. Unbelievable. They lost 7-6 to six and 5-4 to four in extra innings. You got to click it again. <laughs> yeah, the Tigers just kind of suck. They've had questionable starting pitching as of lately, which is the plus side of their game. So, yay, they've given up That's a ton of runs this season, <laughs> and it's mostly because they're bullpen, but now we're starting to lean towards the starting pitching. Tiger starters are getting worse to worse. Here's the starting pitchers from the last series, which is against the Rangers. Fulmer pitched 5.2 innings, gave up four hits, five earned runs, Three walks, seven strikeouts. Wow. Not a bad day. Five earned runs is a little shaky, but only four hits. Not bad. Fears. I don't know even that if that's how you say his name. Gave up, or didn't give up. He pitched 5.1 innings. Six hits allowed, two earned runs, zero walks, and five strikeouts. He would probably be my best out of all of them. He did give up more hits, less earned runs, more strikeouts. That's the game we won. Let's go. Next guy, Liriano. He pitched four innings. Mm. He gave up four hits. Mm. Uh, uh, three earned runs. I put three hits, but it's three earned runs. Four walks and three strikeouts. Wow. That's terrible. And we lost that game in ten innings. Um, we're going to remember to do your kudos of the day, and we're going to remember to end like three minutes early because we got to talk about her. Yeah, so we kind of have to... No, we don't. <laughs> we have to end at three minutes. Yeah, so, so I, we can have time to do it. I'm gonna f- we still have some time here. We have five minutes. Felix is probably going to be talking about the Detroit Tigers emergency warning for the rest of the show, or at least for the rest of the five minutes, and I'm going to be looking up my kudos of the day. So take it away. So the Tigers just need a little bit more or or better of every aspect of their game. They're 15-21 and 21 right now, but they don't have a great aspect of their game, and they haven't really played great teams. That's a big problem. Their only positive is their own division sucks. They need a catcher that can actually hit. James McCann has never been great at hitting, but he has especially been worse ever since coming back from an injury last year. Castellanos has been the bright spot for the Tigers, and so has Cabrera, but now Cabrera is injured, so that hurts the Tigers even more. Last game, they barely played anyone. No Castellanos, McCann, Iglesias, and obviously Cabrera. The next series is against the 20-15 and 15 Mariners, which start tomorrow. The Tigers just really need to get games back here in this series. Their upcoming schedule isn't terrible, which is good since Cabrera is injured. They have two series with the Marlins and a series with the Indians, White Sox, and Twins, which the Indians are 18-18 and 18 and leading their division. I mean, that's just stupid. The Indians are 18-18 and 18 leading a division, and then you have Boston, who's second in the division, and they are... Like twenty-five and seven, and then the Yankees are like 
26 and 6 or something like that. They're in a series right now, which is going to be, you know, that's prime time too. That's at 7:05 tonight. Boston Red Sox against the New York Yankees, two of the best teams in the league. Then you got the White Sox. They are towards the bottom of our division, 9 and 25. Yeah, I don't think they're last. I think the Royals are under them. No, no, the Royals are not under them. I think they have two more wins. Then the Twins, 15 and 17, they're above us. They're second, we're third. Shouldn't be too bad since the Tigers' division is terrible. But we need to win these games to get somewhere in the division. Tigers are second to last in home runs, but are sixth in average, which actually really surprised me. I didn't think they would actually be anywhere near the top 10 in average, but they are sixth. Pete Cosma, if that's how you say his name. Cosma, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Pete Cosma could be the bright spot in the offense to add power. I mean, yeah, he's played a game and he plays shortstop or second base, so obviously we want Jose Iglesias to play because he's amazing on defense and isn't a terrible hitter. But maybe if Cosma keeps it up, we can possibly play him more at second base. Iglesias is hitting 220, uh, 220 average right now um, with 10 RBIs and one home run, which is a lower point of his career, but he is a defensive stud. Dixon Machado at second base is hitting 210 with a home run and 13 RBIs. Right now, uh, Cosmo's hitting 667. So that's pretty good. But he is he has played one game. I don't know how much you can ride it on, but uh might want to start thinking about that, Tigers. This is just my warning. I'm going to say I told you so. Um where was I at? James McCann would be another one that I could see fighting for his job. Grayson Grainer has been working his way from the minors in Salta Lamacchio went down, went back down to the minors. Grainer Grainer has only played two games, but he has hit well with a 2.22 average and the minors he had a 2.59 with a home run, seven RBIs. The biggest downfall of the Tigers right now is just power hitting. Besides Cabrera and Vmart, the Tigers don't have much. Cabrera's hurt. Vmart just sucks. He strikes out constantly, and it's probably because he's getting old. So the Tigers don't really have a huge bright spot. I don't know why Castellanos didn't play yesterday, but maybe that's a concern, maybe not, because the Tigers have probably just already given up this season, even though they're in the worst division of baseball. But anyway, take it away. we got a minute. Here we oh, go. Oops. i got to press the button. Up. Oh, you got to hit it twice. I don't know. Let's see. This is the kudos of the day. Oh, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. And I think this is an obvious one. I'm giving my kudos of the day to Terry Rozier. Yep. I'll give him the applause. He deserves that. Okay. It seems like the applause you have to press twice every single I time. I don't know why that goes <laughs> right. Terry Rozier. Scary. Okay. It's actually pronounced Rozier. I looked it up. Oh. I thought it was Rozier. That made the most sense. But anyway, Scary Terry. He's absolutely killing it. He's insane. He's averaging 18, 6, and 5. And for this being actually the first playoffs as he, uh, he's ever actually started in, in his third, er, third season, he's doing amazing. He's led this team. Everyone honestly thought that the Boston Celtics would have little to no chance against all teams after losing Kyrie Irving prior to the playoffs. But Terry Rosier has. Or he's Rozier, been getting bullied. He's been getting bullied, and he's been shining. Just like at Fort Gratiot when they taught us to not be zebras, he's doing he's doing the exact opposite. He's just bullying kids right now. He's getting bullied. People don't like him. 
He doesn't care. He's going to keep balling. And Drew Bledsoe was rocking his jersey <laughs> yeah, I last saw that. night. So, I saw that. You know, he's got he's got people at his back. Good stuff, Terry Rozier. Keep it up. Honestly, I hope to see him in the finals this year. He All deserves right. it. That was it for our show. See you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in. We love you. Same time next week, as always. We'll be here. Goodbye, everyone. This is 91.9, where the good music lives. WRW, Port Huron.